Merry Christmas and welcome everyone to the Almost Awesome Podcast, the only podcast that knows why the Grinch didn't like the Who's of Whoville, but it's legally prohibited from giving that information. I'm your host, Tanner Rainhurst, and today we're going to be talking about the most Christmassy movie of all time that came out this year, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, not a lot of Christmassy movies came out uh, right now, but it's a movie that I was interested in and that's good enough for me. Now, this movie has all the ingredients of a good Spider-Man movie. Witty banter, responsibility and some power and some such nonsense, awkward teen interactions, talking pigs, all the classic hallmarks. It's a movie that expands on the ideas and the possibilities of Spider-Man and has some great characters and is fun to watch. But even though this movie has a lot of heart, um, which I can't discredit enough, it misses something that's what's core about what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. His drive to do the right thing because of his mistakes. But let's talk about this movie a little bit. Uh, the movie revolves around the story of a new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, who becomes the web-slinging hero um, after getting bitten by a radioactive spider. Uh, and the Peter Parker of his universe is killed, who's blonde and is kind of an amalgamation of all the different movie Spider-Man. He's killed by the Kingpin after he uses a particle collider to open up alternate dimensions, which brings in Spider-Man from different universes and different lines of comics. This includes an older Peter Parker, who's closer to the original Spider-Man of mainstream continuity than the blonde dead one in this movie. Then there is Gwen Stacy, who was Peter Parker's first love from the comics, who was killed by the Green Goblin. But, this, but in this version... She is one from this alternate line of comics where she was bitten by the radioactive spider and she becomes Spider-Woman, but Peter Parker was the one to die. Then there's a 1930s noir Spider-Man who is kind of more cartoony, but in the comics he comes from was kind of a more serious take on neo-noir. Then there was a Japanese anime girl, Spider-Woman, who uses a mech suit called Spider-Man, who's more of a spoof on anime, and Spider-Ham, who was a spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig and then became Spider-Ham, who is obviously the best and ultimate version of Spider-Man. But these three last characters were more of kind of spoofs uh, and meant to kind of fill out the roster a little bit. Now, the Miles Morales character, who is our main character and who the story revolves around, he was created by the Ultimate Marvel Comics uh, by Brian Michael Bendis as successor to Peter Parker when he was killed in the Ultimate Comics. Now, his popularity brought him into the mainstream Marvel Comics. The movie does a great job of adapting his origin story. It establishes his... Father is a cop, who I don't think was a cop in the comics, but it's a great addition, um, who's against the idea of vigilantes. And in the comics, this, is, this was more of a prejudice against mutants, like the X-Men after the events of Ultimatum, which, if you heard episode four of my podcast, you know how dumb that comic was. But it creates an interesting dynamic between Miles and his dad. And... Then, sorry, I took an unnecessary dramatic pause there. Um, then, the main conflict in this movie 
at least personally, comes between Miles' dad and his uncle, uh, Aaron Davis, who is the villain, the Prowler. Now, in this movie, and both in the comics, but we'll concentrate on the movie, um, Miles looks up to his uncle and wants to be like him. He's very supportive of his artwork, uh, which is like street tagging and things like that. And he creates these like kind of beautiful uh, things. So Miles is this much more supportive and – or Miles's uncle is much more supportive. And his dad's the much more strict like, uh, no, 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 um, which is very natural. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, but in the comics, Miles figures out that his dad is a supervillain. And after confronting him – um, and realizing this about his uncle, he decides that he does, he knows how much he looked up to him and wanted to be like him. But when he finds out he's a criminal, he doesn't want anything to do with his uncle. And after the death of Peter Parker, he decides to really take on the mantle of Spider-Man so he can become a better person uh, than his uncle and live up to the expectation of Spider-Man. Which is great, but it kind of misses something that is kind of core to what the character of Spider-Man and Peter Parker was about. But it's something that Miles almost can have. Now, something that's always been constant about Spider-Man in his backstory is that it stayed the same since in the 1960s. Superman's backstory and his original appearance was very vague about his home planet and even his parents. Batman always had his parents' death as his motivator, but has a lot of training and relationships in his past that are changed or retconned in the future. But Peter's and Spider-Man's, on the other hand, has remained consistent, and that was that his choices got someone killed. When he first gets his powers, he is immediately tries to cash in on them by becoming a famous wrestler. But then he refuses to stop this criminal who recently robbed the wrestling rink that he was at. Uh, he stops him from escaping, and then that same criminal kills his Uncle Ben in a botched robbery. This makes Peter realize that his selfish attitude is what got his uncle killed. And so this is what drives him to always use his power to help people, even if he has to make personal sacrifices. Because if he doesn't, he is at fault for the bad things that happen. Now, in the movie, Miles isn't really reluctant to use his powers, and he makes a promise to Spider-Man, the blonde one that dies, who's like a more successful version of Spider-Man. He makes a promise to stop the Kingpin and stop his collider from destroying the universe. But something that it misses, Miles never really... He has troubles living up to the mantle of Spider-Man and is constantly told that sometimes you don't have a choice in this film, like both from his father, uh, from the older version of Peter Parker. And I think that's what was really wrong about this film. You see, Peter's choice, his selfishness is what got his uncle killed Miles Morales is missing that same kind of thing. And there's supposed to be this moment where all the Spider-Man get together and they realize, like, the death of someone is what drove them to do something. But 
that's not all there is to Spider-Man. It's not the death of someone that motivates them to do something. It's that their choices got them killed. And Miles could have almost had this. He almost had it in the comics, and they almost had it in this movie. And they could have just changed one little thing. When Peter Parker, when the blonde, successful Spider-Man is dying, and um, or has been defeated by the Kingpin... He looks over to Peter and he says, listen, you've got to, like, take this flash drive and you've got to destroy the collider. He's like, you got to get up there. You're just like me. You've got to do it. Now, this is where Miles, like, agrees to do it and makes the promise to help him and stop Kingpin. But I think it would have been a lot more powerful and a lot more true to what the character of Spider-Man is, is that if you have Miles, like, reluctant to use his powers, he's like, no, 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 like, I don't want to use my powers, like... Like, my dad will find out or something. Like, all these insecurities about his power should have come forth. And he should have refused out of fear or reluctance to use his power. And just in that split second, it's not he's not even really thinking about the consequences. He's just like, oh, no, 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 I can't do it. And that's when Peter Parker should have been killed. And so then, Miles has to live with the fact that because of his fear or his reluctance, it got someone killed. Someone like Spider-Man. And that could have been his main motivation to be like, I've got to take up his mantle. He would be around. I'm responsible for Spider-Man's death. So I, I have to become Spider-Man. And that's what the Miles Morales story is missing. Uh, both in the comics and in this movie. Now, you can really find any other way to have that kind of same relationship. Maybe Miles loses his dad that same way, or he loses someone else who's like equally important to Spider-Man, and then you can have multiple Spider-Men. So there are multiple ways to do it, but they should have had a much more emphasis on that Miles' choices led to something bad happening, and so he becomes Spider-Man to make up for that and learning that with great power comes great responsibility. See, Peter Parker always makes a choice, even when it costs him dearly to be a superhero. And so Miles should have done that same thing. But even though it's missing that sort of thing, this movie was a pretty good movie. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, uh, the animation in this movie, I know I haven't talked about it a little bit. It's a little weird at first. When I first saw the trailer, I thought it was a little choppy. Um, but no, it's not choppy at all. Like, the action's very fluid. You know what's happening. Um, and it definitely fits the kind of world that Spider-Man lives in. Um, it is kind of weird. Like, the backgrounds sort of get distorted or stuff like that. It gets very comical. And sometimes when it's just a regular landscape, it feels like... There's this 3D image that you're looking at that makes you feel like, are we in a 3D version of this movie and we didn't notice? Um, but no, that's just the background. But it's still enjoyable to watch. I didn't find it annoying at all. And um, it can be very funny. Um, I loved moments with uh, Spider-Ham and the noir spider. Um, I loved Aunt May in there. And I especially love this older Peter Parker who kind of becomes a mentor to Miles Morales because I've always wanted to see an older Peter Parker uh, 
because they never let him grow up in the comics or in any other medium. They never let him do that. So seeing uh, Spider-Man that's dealing with marriage problems uh, is wondering whether or not he wants to have kids, maybe does have kids and is dealing with that. Like a lot of like middle-aged problems, I've always kind of wanted to see that because I'm eventually going to be an older fan of Spider-Man, and there are definitely older versions of Spider-Man that I think would relate to that. Um, so I definitely liked seeing a jaded Peter Parker. And another thing I think they could have done in this movie was they kind of highlight how this blonde Spider-Man that I was talking about is very successful, has like uh, marketing deals and stuff like that. He has a Christmas album that he came out, which brings us back to the Christmas connection. Um, but he's very successful and even at one point there's a comic that Miles reads when he discovers that he's getting powers and he realizes like, oh, I'm becoming like Spider-Man. But the comic looks like Amazing Fantasy 15, which was the first introduction of Spider-Man. And it's like, wait, everyone finds out that Spider-Man is Peter Parker when he dies. So how does he have this kind of comic? And it's kind of a throwaway joke about how successful he is, but I think this could have added another emotional layer to this film. Um, because Peter kind of realized, like, he's a strange... The older Peter Parker, he's estranged from his wife and is wondering, does he really want kids and stuff like that? That's his main motivation. And he's not really in a hurry to get back to his own universe, which is kind of dark. He's not really has a future or is looking for a future. But I think there could have been a great moment where he kind of realizes, like, how successful this Spider-Man is. But there could have been this moment where he realizes, like, here's a guy that has everything I wanted, but it sacrificed, like, a core value of myself. Me looking for success like this is what got my uncle killed. So he realizes, he realizes like, he doesn't really kind of want any of this. He doesn't want fame or fortune. He realizes that his struggles and his sacrifices is what made him into the person that he knows his uncle would have been proud of. There could have even been a moment where he meets the successful Spider-Man's Mary Jane, who was in a successful marriage, but is more of like a shallow marriage. You know what I mean? Maybe she's a famous actress, and you know there isn't really a lot to their relationship. She's barely in the movie and doesn't really have a lot of emotional arc. So it could have been a moment where Peter realizes, like, how good he has it, even though he doesn't have a lot. And I think that would have been extremely powerful, and it goes back into our theme of what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. But all in all, it doesn't bug me about what this movie could have been. Um, It's more about what this movie is. And this movie is a great film for adults, for kids, for old and new fans of Spider-Man. It's just a great film all around, and I definitely recommend checking it out. So, um, that's kind of going to be it for today's podcast. Um, I know I've skipped a little bit. I haven't done one in a while. Just kind of enjoying my little Christmas vacation before I go back to work. And um, I'm also planning to do a lot of different other podcasts in the future um, where I'm planning to go out to local conventions and I'm going to be interviewing different people. So I'm not saying which conventions yet or what times I want to narrow that down, but I want to expand about what the ultimate or not the ultimate, the almost awesome podcast. It's definitely not the ultimate podcast. It's almost awesome. 
Um, but I want to be doing more of that. So if you're hearing this podcast, leave a comment, leave a message, however, which way you want to get a hold of me. Let me know what you thought about this film, or let me know what you think about Spider-Man in general. And talk about topics that you want to see on this podcast, because I want it to be a conversation. So that's going to be it for this podcast. I smell Christmas dinner, and that's my cute Amos. And I will see you guys next time.